Greetings to everyone. Wow. Thank you all for coming. Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 38, Text 5. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Maivam Mamadya Masyapi. Actually, it's text five. Syadeva Darsanam. Hiyamana Kala Nadya. Kwachit Charati Kastyanid. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay. But if not enough of such thoughts, after all, even a fallen soul like me can have the chance to behold the infallible Supreme Lord for one of the conditioned souls being swept along in the river of time may sometimes reach the shore. Just one second. <clears throat> Om Ajnana Timarandasya Yananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanshakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda <coughs> Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Time flies. I was just speaking with my good friend, um, Henry. You may see him on the uh, morning class sometimes. He's my age, maybe a little bit younger, and he always wears his a uh, a shirt and a tie to class his father was a diplomat he has some <clears throat> type of formality and respect in that way some type of culture in that way and he was reminding me I, I met him 37 years ago 1983 in, in Vrindavan and uh he was really um Gail and himself and a few others were the first people I've he was marking that I actually you know now everybody's doing zoom and these things but I started this act 15 years ago 
you know, these type of classes and, uh, and I see the effect. It's so important. Nasta preeshu abadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya. Nasta preeshu abadreshu. That which is inauspicious is almost destroyed. Nityam bhagavata sevaya by regularly serving the Bhagavata, the book Bhagavata, and the person Bhagavata, Prabhupada said. The book Bhagavata is about the person Bhagavata, and the person Bhagavata is about the book Bhagavata, or Bhagavata. And I see clearly how this subject works. The problem in this world, and and <clears throat> The crux of spiritual life is to remove the false ego, the conception that I am in the center and happiness will come when the world conforms to my desires. And I would like the control to do so becoming more beautiful for that purpose, becoming wealthier for that purpose, becoming stronger for that purpose, becoming more famous for that purpose, becoming more educated for that purpose. That conception, and we discussed last week, almost a tragedy, the thing we are searching for, which is that kind of self-centeredness and joy and control, is the one place in the universe where the all-pervasive shining of God's love and mercy doesn't fall, or it falls, but it's the one place it doesn't touch because we have the umbrella of that consciousness. So all spiritual life is focused on moving us from that position so that we can experience love because love is never experienced in that consciousness. And the way the Bhagavatam does it and the way scripture in, in general does it, it describes and glorifies God in such a way that we become attracted to him. And that solves the problem because we put something else in the center besides ourself, and that is called love. So it's so important to regularly hear the Shastra. It's, it's, it, it's the most important thing. But today we have no time. And therefore I was appreciating the pandemic that I, I told, told some people, I see many of the same people. Um, are on, but there's people that just come on for this one. That yesterday I, I went to one disciple's house Indian couple and it's just so nice with their beautiful family having kirtan, son's expert in kirtan and then taking beautiful South Indian 
prasadam. But I see even the youth, everyone's calling up someone and talking, reading together. It's forced people into the, people have increased their, their, their reading and, and they realize how important it is. In fact, that the house I went to of Govardhan Bhakta, he does a Bhagavatam every single morning with about 15, 20 people. They read a verse, they read the purport, someone reflects on it, they go to the next one. This is what cultured life was. You know, it, it, religion just wasn't a social thing. Of course, it's important because the people that you socialize affect your consciousness the most. And if you socialize with God conscious people, you become more God conscious, but it's not just a socializing, it's the fact of hearing and becoming attracted to the divine and becoming saintly by putting that in the center of your life and taking yourself out of the center where we can feel that mercy of God, we can feel that devotion. So I'm just so happy that you're all here. Um, wow. For the class, um, whenever you can. And uh, Now we're studying a very important story about uh, you know, because most of you have been following it about a saintly person who wanted to have darshan of God and took the necessary risks to do so. We all take risks, but we calculate the risks. We calculate the danger of it, and we calculate the benefit of it. We get in a car. A risk. What is the risk and what is the benefit? You know, COVID, I went to someone's house. There's a risk, there's a benefit. How much risk? The greater the value of what you're getting, the, the more the risk becomes reasonable. So he risked his life because he felt it was worth it because he couldn't place the value on getting the darshan of God and getting the darshan of the divine. It's not just seeing, it's feeling because when you have connection with that you love and have a natural relationship, you feel that love. A mother sees the daughter or son, she feels that love. People in romance, they see each other, they feel that love. And the highest thing is to feel that universal love. And it's the greatest benefit and it's the greatest pleasure and it's worth the, the, the greatest sacrifice. And that's called prema. Prema Pumarta Mahan, that which has the greatest artha, the greatest wealth, 
is love. And the greatest love is to God, to Krishna. So somehow or other by that sacrifice and, and Krishna hurt his heart. I have that image that God has his ears to everyone's heart. And he'll fulfill our desires. Nityo nityanam, chaitanas chaitananam, eko buhunam yovada. The one fulfills the desires of the many. What do you want? What you want, you will get. When you want God, you have God. Because God is merciful. But do we want God? He wanted God. It was all consuming within his consciousness. And those aspirations brought him to God. And that, that's what we're doing here. We're trying to hear the philosophy and the stories of, of, of Krishna and to increase our lobha, desire, our greed, that I want this. What is a saint? He realizes, he has faith. He realizes the value of the divine and he wants communion with the divine. And that voice is, is, is consuming, all consuming in his heart. There's no room for any other petty voice. I want, it's uh, amplified to the maximum degree. So by that consciousness, it's finally bringing him to see Krishna after 12 years wait. And therefore in the Bhagavatam, he's described as Mahamati, a great mind. What is a great mind? A great mind who has a strong desire for the things that have the most value. The things that have the most value are not things necessarily. The thing that has the most value is, is, is a consciousness. Things don't make us happy how we feel about them make us happy. And what they are and what, what emotions they invoke. So he has a great mind, he's a saint. We know what a saint is. They have this strong desire to serve. Mahabhaga, and he's also described as the most fortunate because there's no greater fortune than realization and consciousness. Because realization changes your consciousness. And we're talking about realization of truth. Hopefully that, that's why we're, we're in the class, because we're reading the Bhagavatam and we get realizations. We understand something. We see something more clearly. And there's such a connection between perception and contentment. The more we see things for what they actually are, the happier we will become. Because if we see things as they actually are, we will see God and God's energy and we will feel it. And as Prabhupada said, one, one in that consciousness is thrilled every moment. 
This is the goal. This is what is what 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 this is what's worth sacrificing for. Whatever we're doing, we're doing for happiness. But do we have the but do we have the right objective that will give us happiness? So here we have this great mind, and he's on his way to Vrindavan, and the, the chariot wheels are moving. And then he begins to reflect on what is happening. Because he understands the value of the holy name. He understands the value of the devotees of God. He understands the value of the message of God. He understands the value of the objective of life, which is to have that communion and that feeling and that relationship. And then he's contemplating, what did I do? to deserve this? And the answer is, you don't deserve it. Because if, you, if it's something you deserve, it certainly can't be God. Because it's valueless. How can we think that with my karma, with my abilities, with my intelligence, with my determination, I deserve this. So he said, what did I do to deserve this? He can't figure it out. The only thing he thought is maybe by serving a devotee, I've attracted God's mercy. And I make this point, even when chanting the holy name, we can't produce the holy, we can't produce the holy, we can only attract the holy name. We can't mechanically attain God. We can only attract God. And when you have that consciousness, it becomes attractive to God. <laughs> I was thinking this morning in the, my morning meditation when I'm chanting, to actually realize Krishna in the holy name, for Krishna to actually appear in my tongue. There's nothing I can do to, to deserve that. I can't just create it with my tongue and pronounce the syllables and expect that God is fully manifest. So I'm chanting and I'm waiting there, realizing it's only coming by the mercy of God. But that realization, understanding the value of the divine and understanding our lack of qualification for it, that attracts the divine. The negative attracts the positive, just like in the magnet. So our humility I don't have, I need, it's beyond my qualification. I'm just a beggar for the holy name. That attracts God. 
So we see this mind, he's saying, this is Uttama Shloka Darshanam. Uttama, transcendental, the topmost, Shloka. I'm going to see Darshan, which is described by the topmost verses. What chance do I have? And then in this verse, he thinks, but I should not think like this. Because I can certainly have a chance to behold Achuta Darshanam. There's two words, Uttama Shloka Darshanam. That's when a crew is thinking of, 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 that's when he's thinking of himself and his qualification. And he's thinking of, 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 of what his goal is. And here it's Achuta Darshanam, infallible Lord. He's thinking of God. There's no way I can attain God by my qualification because he's Uttama Shloka, but he's also a Chuta Darshanam. And a Chuta means infallible. And what's infallible about God? His mercy never fails. He's so great, we cannot attain him, but he's so great that he's merciful and therefore we can attain him. But not by our effort, by his mercy. which becomes attracted to that humble heart. And then he says, by his mercy, it can happen. Although it's very rare. I've been in darkness for 1 million years. but God can turn on a switch of light that eradicates all that darkness in a, in a minute. Yesham twantakatam papam. If you realize papam, how long we have been in this world with this ludicrous consciousness that I should be the center. I should be the enjoyer. How long have we been in this world? Madhvacharya says that each soul in this world has shed enough tears in Brahmanda Brahmate, in, in, in the sojourn, birth after birth in the material world, each soul has shed enough tears to fill an ocean. But this one switch can end that, and it's called Sharanagati, taking shelter of God. When you actually in your heart say, from this day, I am yours. This is the beginning of bhakti. This is our challenge. Why do we want to remain independent? 
because we want to control and enjoy. And what are we what are we remaining independent of? We're remaining independent of the truth. Why am I so afraid of the truth? Because the truth doesn't necessarily conform to my desires. The truth will dictate that I have to be purified. The truth will dictate I have to give up things that I'm attached to. The truth will dictate that I have to accept things that I may not like. Why should we think that the absolute truth conforms to our desires and the way we want the world? But we have to somehow gradually, gradually, gradually come to that point where we take full shelter. And in our heart, there's such a strong desire. I want the truth no matter what it does to my life. And I have, a, I have confidence that the truth is fair. I have confidence that the truth will sanction the desires I need and the needs that I have to be peaceful. But I'm also confident that the truth will not sanction my selfishness and my frivolity, my sinful desires, So he has this meditation. I have hope. I do have hope. I have no hope. If I think of my own qualification, I have no hope. I have hope if I think of the qualification of God, that he's so great he has mercy. And this material world is insurmountable. This is gonna be described, why? Why is it insurmountable? Because we've been doing the same thing again and again and again and again. Bhutva, Bhutva, Paliate, and this world is destroyed again and again and again. It seems to be insurmountable. It overwhelms us because we've been stuck here for so long. And now, Brahmanda Brahmate, Konya Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai, Bhakti Lata Bij, after wandering in the universe, life after life, species after species, universe after universe, we get the Bhakti Lata Bij, which is an experience of God that convinces us in, in, that this is the goal and this is the right goal, that this is our eternal position and everything else is temporary. This is our eternal relationship. And this should be my goal. How fortunate that is, how rare that is Kumara acharet pragyo. Even if one is Kumara, that's be, well, younger than five, Prahlad Maharaj was 
preaching to his schoolmates, Komara Acharet Pragya, one who is Pragya. Gya means intelligent, Pra means very intelligent. Kumar Achare Pragyo, Dharman Bhagavataniha. Dharman Bhagavatam. He takes to his spiritual process. Dulaba Manasan Janma, even though. Even though Kamarchade Pragyo Dharman Bhagavatanya Dulaban Manasanjanma Tarapya Dhruvam Artadam, even though there's millions and millions and billions of living entities, even in your body, even in terms of microbes, they have souls. There's billions of entities in your soul. And they have a temporary body and we have a temporary body. So what's the difference? There is a difference. Dulabam manasanjanma. That a birth as a human being, dulabam, it's very rare. Dulabam manasanjanma, the janma as a, as a person, a human person. It's rare, tadapya dhruvam, even though it's dhruvam, even it's temporary, a dhruvam. Even the human form is temporary and all the other forms are temporary. Tadapya dhruvam artadam, it has artadam. It has great value because it's the platform by which you have free will, where you can actually make decisions to actually understand your eternal nature. You can understand. Prabhupada said a very brilliant thing, and it's very, very simple. Someone, I repeat this often, someone asked him, what's the difference between a human being and an animal? And Prabhupada said, the human being can ask the question, why I am suffering? Because if you ask the question, why I am suffering, then you have to ask the question, what did I do wrong? If you ask the question, what did I do wrong? You have to ask the question, what should I do? And if you ask the question, what should I do? You have to ask the question, what am I? What am I made of and what have I made for? I know we have these big festivals, Ratayatra in, in uh, New York City down Fifth Avenue, going into Washington Square Park. As a question of answer booth and Jayadwaita Swami, my god brother, would sit there and he would challenge all the New Yorkers. What could be more important than self-realization? Because unless you know who you are, how can you know what to do? And if your life is not in conformity to yourself, that's called suffering. Suffering is the indication that something is wrong. So how can you know what's right unless you know what you are, what you're made of, what you're made for? So now let's get back to Akura. He's on the chariot. He realizes how wonderful this is and how rare it is. 
because despite his lack of qualification, God is a chuta darshanam. And a chuta just doesn't, infallible mercy. His mercy never fails. He's always kind. Today, all my sinful reactions have been eradicated and my birth has become worthwhile. Fala van, van means possess fruit. The fruit, the tree, the, 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 the benefit of the tree is the fruit. So what is the benefit of human life? What's the fruit? He said, today I've gotten the fruit. And therefore, today, my life has become worthwhile. Amangalam. And he understood. My sinful reactions must be eradicated. They, otherwise, how am I achieving this? And what is sin? Sin is to act selfishly, to not serve God and not serve others and not have to have that selfish propensity. And the reactions we get when we do things that are selfish to purify ourselves of the consciousness that caused those things. So he's saying today all my sinful reactions have been eradicated and therefore my birth full of on, it's giving a fruit. Why? Why? Because today I will offer obeisances to the Supreme Lord's lotus feet, which the mystic yogis meditate on. The mystic yogis, their, their perfection is to have a meditation on the Lord's lotus feet. I'm going to put my head on the Lord's lotus feet. Falavan, it's become worthwhile. I'm going to achieve the goal today. This is faith. Faith means having the right goal and have any experience or conviction about it that makes us put our efforts to move towards it. And that conviction carries us forward. So now he says, today, indeed, King Kamsa has shown me extreme mercy 
by sending me to see the lotus feet of the Lord, Hari, who has now appeared in this world, simply by the effulgence of his toenails, many souls in the past have transcended the insurmountable darkness of material existence and have achieved liberation. So he's meditating, Ati Anugraha, it, unlimited mercy, and it's coming from this King Kamsa. And this is a point that we realize that mercy is what brings us closer to God. It's not also what is, it's not all the time what is nice. And sometimes the things that carry us closer to God come from people who are not kind. But with a spiritual vision, you see God's kindness within it. You see the internal potency within the external potency. I mean, the famous story is when the great Saint Vidura was kicked out of the kingdom by his nephew, Diodna, and insulted. And that's kind of a shock because when you get older, you're, gonna, you're dependent. Everybody thinks when I get older, well, who's gonna take care of me? And he's kicked out of the kingdom. And worse than that, he's insulted. So he sees this person is under the energy of God that facilitates us separate, being separate from God. But he sees within that the internal potency, the energy of God that brings us closer to God. Because that internal energy, the energy that's bringing us closer to God is using that person's illusion to actually enlighten us. And he thought, oh, wow, I see. I see it's actually mercy. It's to make me detach, just like Maharaj Prickett when he was cursed to die by a snake bird in seven days. So that's not good karma in one sense. But because he was a devotee, what did he see? He said, sadhu, mene, I, I think this is good. Because my value judgment is what brings me closer to God. Not what facilitates my control and enjoyment of the world. So sadhu, mene, I think this is good because it's going to detach me from the world at a time where maybe I'm ready for that. But without that push, I wouldn't go in that direction. And sadhu mene, I think it's good because it will purify me of the reactions I am getting for the things I've done wrong. And that's why it's coming. So it's actually purifying me, purifying my heart. And if I get the reaction now, it won't be carried a legacy to my children, which would be a, a karmic type thing that the debt of the child goes to the father. And sometimes it's also karmically when you create 
enmity between families in America. We have the famous feud that went on for like 25 generations between the Hatfields and McCoys in Kentucky. There was a, a, a war between them. It went on for years, that feud. But he says, Sadu Mene, this is good. This is good. Because it's going to bring me closer to God. And this is extreme mercy. And what's the extreme mercy? That the material world here is described as Duratyam. Duratmi means very difficult, insurmountable. It's insurmountable. Aren't we experiencing that? It's insurmountable. Why? Because we keep on doing the same things over and over again that we know have caused us pain. We keep on doing the same things that have gotten us in trouble, the same things that we know is unfavorable to our bhakti and preventing us from getting that heart of devotion. The gift, the greatest thing, the objective is a heart of devotion. Because if we can carry a heart of devotion, then our pleasure is not dependent on how we can control and enjoy the world. Because we have something internal, a consciousness that allows us to feel love in the heart no matter what the circumstances are. I mean, I have a, a friend who's a great practitioner of bhakti yoga. He's on his back except for six hours out of the day. He has pains throughout his body. But I was meditating on him this morning because how much physically he suffers, but he has bhava. He actually has divine ecstasy in his heart. And sometimes when the pain is worse, the ecstasy is more. So who is fortunate, who is unfortunate? Duratya, insurmountable. We do the same things again and again. And not only in this life, it's life after life after life after life after life. Controller and enjoyer suffer. Controller and enjoyer duality. Controller and enjoyer fear. And it's gone on since time immemorial. It must be insurmountable. It must be insurmountable. It's proven to be insurmountable. There's that one verse. Um, what is it? Deha patya kalitra dishu atma sanyesh vasatsvapi tesham pramata nidanam pashanapi napasyati. Prashanapi napasyati, we see, but we don't see. Just like you can give good instruction to a foolish person, he only becomes angry. They hear, but they don't hear. 
We see, but we don't see. And what do we see? That everyone who tried to be the enjoyer and controller in this world has absolutely failed. Because you judge a thing by the results and what's the result of anything material in this world? It's death. It's the complete annihilation of the thing that you made your goal and you were attached to. But yet we live as we are eternal in this world. We live as this identity is eternal that the people around us are eternal relationships. They shouldn't be neglected. We should have love. We should connect things to the Supreme. But we live in that way. What does it say here? I'm gonna, but I'm gonna see the feet <laughs> of the Lord who simply by the effulgence of that What does that mean? The connection with that, there's so much happiness in just the effulgence of, of a connection with God that many souls who have taken this path and actually have surrendered and felt that in the heart finally had the conviction to embrace their eternal identity and transcend Dukalayam of Ashashvatam, this world that is temporary and, and suffering. Just, I, I, he, he's, and, who, and who's giving me this? By the mercy of Kamsa, by the worst, most cruel person, God has delivered the message to me that I will get darshan I, of those feet. I, I, I will just, just an effulgence of that. And many, many persons in the past have a past this insurmountable darkness. And I will see that today, this connection. One verse coming to mind, it's very important. Um, so important, this verse, so important. Um, I don't know. Now he's still meditating. Those lotus feet are worshipped by Brahma and Shiva and other demigods and by great sages and the Vaishnavas, the most exalted personalities. This was the thing that they valued most. And I'm going to see this today. Upon those lotus feet, the Lord walks about the forest while herding the cows with his companions. And those feet are smeared from the kumkum, 
from the gopis. And he describes them. Lotus. And we described this this morning that. We can definitely have a vision of God. And it could be accurate. But the full beauty of it is inconceivable to us. And those who have realized it, they've always struggled to find the right words to describe it. And in one sense, you can't find the right words to describe it. You can get a vision of it, but not fully realize it. So they can give you the words to give you a vision of it, but only by the worship of God will you fully realize it. So they wanna give you the right words so you can have a vision of it. So how do you describe Krishna? So they say, well, the lotus is fragrant and soft and it's the most beautiful thing in this world and it's the most transcendental if you see the lotus it looks like it's not of this world so krishna is soft krishna is fragrant and krishna is beautiful so this lotus is the thing in the world that represents beauty softness and fragrance so Krishna's lotus feet, but it's not lotus feet, it's lotus eyes, it's lotus hands. It's just trying to describe it. It's just like when you have love, Premanjana Charita Bhakti Balochana Santasana, it 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 gives you a vision to really see. Okay, I'm going to stop here for any reflections. Haribo Maharaj. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful class. Um, so many things. I love the, uh, the image of God having his ear to all of our hearts. That is such a beautiful, a beautiful analogy to think about. And the about. pleasure of God is our hearts, because that's where he puts his love potency. So that's our main service. And I, I was thinking that today because I have time now. So I chant a lot. I don't have to work. I don't have family. What am I going to do all day? <laughs> I mean, I do my writing and I, I give my classes. And, but I was just thinking, well, what is the service, the real service? But then I thought, well, um, this is the ultimate reality because the ultimate reality is consciousness, which reaches its fruition in love. This is really the ultimate reality. You can actually be in the ultimate reality. So that's the, that's the greatest service. The greatest service is our hearts, not what we do. Of course, 
when you have love, you must have compassion. Otherwise, the love will not manifest fully. That's why God is both Radha Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He must have love and he must have compassion. So that's true. But it's all about consciousness. It's all about consciousness. So we, we, we chant and we develop our consciousness. And of course, Prabhupada was very firm on the conviction that from that consciousness must come, become a desire to share it. And I know one commentator said that real compassion comes from an experience of bhakti. Because if you don't have an experience of bhakti, your conception of compassion will not be in terms of the having or having not of real happiness. It will be the having or having not of things. So, so, so you're, 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 you won't really have compassion because the compassion has to be this person. I feel sorry for him because he, he, he's missing happiness. Otherwise, Prabhupada, when I took sannyas from Satsrup Maharaj, he told me when he took sannyas, Prabhupada's main instruction was to him, when you go to a rich man's home, don't ever think, oh, I could have had that. Otherwise, rather than, rather than being a devotee and having compassion, you'll be a devotee and having envy because you'll think, wow, I could have had that. I could have had that. Rather than rather than realizing what you have is the most valuable thing. And if you really have it, you should really feel for people who don't. Okay, thank you, Jamuna Jaya. Anybody else like to share a reflection? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Okay, I, oh, Missy, nice to see you. You Hare wanted Krishna to share Maharaj. something? Missy, you wanted to share something? You know I what? did. Hare Krishna Maharaj. I, I didn't want to cut you off either. Um, but I this was such an incredible class. I think I'm going to listen again when Rati puts it up online because um, I was writing. Um, I just, I loved when you were talking about um, the truth and how the truth won't conform to our desires of how we see the world. And often the things that bring us really close to God are, are people or things or situations that can be very unkind. And to see the internal potency of God externally in all situations. So when we're coming closer to truth, it, yeah, I, I have pages here. It was incredible. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Yeah, that's such an important realization. Otherwise we get thrown in the waves of the world because it doesn't conform to our desires. So we're happy, we're distressful, we're in anxiety, we're not, we just keep, but if you have that conception that it's God and God's world, then you become stoic. When I mean stoic, because I was reading a little bit about stoic philosophy is you start not getting involved in the slander and the praise, the happiness, the distress, the sickness and the health. 
course, you take care of it, but you get involved in your own consciousness and how you react to things, <laughs> not, not the things that are happening, because they're always going to change. And, and when we have attachments, we should have attachments, I mean, to be satisfied, but if we're overly attached, then what happens? It's just a roller coaster, and we're in the illusion, as my god brother Tamal Krishnamaraj said, in the future things will get better. He said they only get worse. <laughs> they only get worse because you know we're going to be old, and, and you know we're going to lose all facility. You know, so yeah, this is kind of like a basic class. I felt inspired. You know, maybe I said things that I've realization that I've said many times, I like to come up with new things, but they're, they're very important points. Thank you, Missy. Thank you, Maharaj. I appreciate it. Anybody else like to? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Nityangi, Haribo. Haribo, thank you so much for these beautiful and valuable points that you have in, in this class, like every other classes. And I want to share that uh, you said every things that happen in our life, even if the worst things, is Krishna's mercy. Yeah, wow. It's hard to realize. Yes. It's and if we realize that. Wow, it's to realize. Nityangi, when I see you, I think we have to meet in Govardhan. Yes, Maharaj, please pray. <laughs> yeah, please pray right for us. Now, uh, I, uh, you were there at um, the initiation of Narmasaki and Vrajatevi yes. and things. Yes. So the two apartments next to it, I also have. Mm -hmm. So I have someone there fixing it up. Wow. So I want the people I know that they can spend a few days at Govardhan nicely wow. and walk around the hill okay hi Bo. Uh, thank you so much Maharaj. Okay. anybody else like to say hello say thank you so much oh that's great you always attend both classes i'm so pleased thank you Maharaj. i wanted to say a point i realized how fortunate we really are to be in this path of bhakti and how easy we forget this <laughs> it, right isn't that yeah. <laughs> isn't that wow very good yeah. yes you, always be grateful for what you have you have so much but we always want more. And that means we want to be the we want to be God. We, we want to control everything. And there's a saying that a pinch of suffering is felt more than a pinch of pain is felt more than a ton of happiness. So even if we organize everything in the world, the one thing that goes wrong ruins it all. The one thing that goes wrong ruins it all. So we have to, yeah. okay, good, thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else with a reflection? Hi, Hi Krishna. Hi, Krishna. Um, yeah, I, um, boy, it's interesting, you just 
that that last line that you just said was kind of what you know kind of what brought me to Krishna consciousness but you know I used to think that you know I was just being immature so feeling like you know one one thing going wrong could just like spoil the whole show but anyway Krishna consciousness taught me that yeah it is nothing wrong with you know wanting perfection um but actually what i was actually going to say is that um yeah before before you go on i want to quote a chinese proverb ah there's two perfect men one who is dead and one who has not been born yet Yeah, I can relate to both of those guys. (laughs) By the way, that's from that famous book that just came out, um, Monday Morning Greetings, Giving Strength to the Weak. Yeah, I love that title, Maharaj. That is so witty. Great. I I got a a Kalachandri, who's, you know, a a English professor, professional editor, deals with books. He really loved the design. And the whole yeah, thing. I heard him this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, one thing I, 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 you know, this is one of those classes as usual that you know you hear the same thing in a different way. And today it was your definition of the bhakti lata bij. You know, somehow or other, it, it, the way you presented it made it more relatable to me. And the way I understood you, you were saying that bhakti lata bij are those experiences that give you faith that the pursuit of bhakti is the best thing that you can do with your life. And so, you know, it it may, yeah, like I said, it made it relatable. Gail, it's always when, it's always when I feel, well, this is not my good class. You always appreciate (laughs) it. It's gone on for years. (laughs) Well, I have backup today. Missy says she has pages. (laughs) on this class. I I mean, it just, you know, I actually, I tell you, I've been up since midnight. Me too. (laughs) For a different reason. You never went to sleep. (laughs) Don't take credit that way. It's different. (laughs) But um, yeah. And, uh, you know, by the time 11 o'clock class rolls around, you know, the the nine o'clock class, I've been, anyway, but thank you. Anybody else like to uh, say hello or share? Hi, Maharaj. It's Rupa. I just wanted to um, share how much I appreciate the theme when you were speaking today about how through these experiences we gain clarity in our vision, and yeah. when we can really see what truly matters, then we're only then we're really happy. That's the whole basis of psychology, right? People are unhappy. And the psychologist tries to clear it out and give them, you know, a better picture of reality. I'm just saying, even from that level, what to speak of the spiritual level. Thank you, Sri Rupa. And by the way, those corn things you made with the chutney that you sent over, fantastic. I'm glad that you enjoyed them, Maharaj. Oh, they were great. (laughs) That was for my end of Kartik feast. Well, okay, anybody else? 
Hare Krishna Gurmaraj, it's Champak. Champak, okay. We, we should uh, touch peace this week, okay? Yes, thank you, Gurmaraj. I also really enjoyed the class. Okay. Um, the, 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 the point about, it, it was so simple, but such a powerful point that when there's suffering, it means something's wrong. And how are you gonna know what to do if you don't know who you are? So self-realization is, um, there's nothing more important. Wow, that's, yeah, that's such an important point. Thank you. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Uh, okay, I didn't hear the third oh. voice, but it's okay. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, David, Joel Kaley, and family. Hi, Kishori Oh, good. I hear the voice of my dear student. <laughs> Kaylee Kadumba. Joe Kaylee, you're satisfied with the quality of the book? I'm satisfied, yes. It's amazing. This shopkeeper in Lloyd Bazaar has been doing my books, mm -hmm. and he's very dedicated to it. I have a great relationship with him. <laughs> I'm, really, it's become like family. I know him for so I know him. For, I know these people for 40, 44 years. So we're going to have to do volume two then. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next one. Well, okay. You said it. <laughs> I'll speak to you soon because okay. I'm thinking of putting this year's one on this by demand. Not, not by demand, but on Kindle or, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that. Yeah. Right. But the design is really, and it was a tough one, you know. Tough one. A tough one to figure out the design, but it's great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Garage. How are you all? Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Garage. Welcome in the Russia beautiful class. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Great. Okay, I got the menu now. <laughs> <laughs> I got the menu. There, there there may be a little sweet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something out later. Well, if it's as good as the last thing you make, it's okay. But if it's not, she's going to get in trouble. <laughs> okay. She got the credit last time, right? Because you yeah, made. I, I, I taught him how to do it. Yeah, I know. But you also checked it. You have to taste everything or or see it to make sure it's Rasika. So, okay, yeah. See if if you can duplicate that. That was great. I mean, that was really good. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Kurmaraj, Namaseki here. Thank you for the class. Oh, I know. Kurmaraj, how can we get uh, one of your books? Uh, my oh. sister is living in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I wanted to see if she can get one for me. Uh, well, she should just write um, Rati Krishna. Uh, okay. Well, you, you write Rati Krishna, okay? Okay. And and have your sister give your sister. Uh, have your sister, you know, arrange to get it. How will your sister get it to you? Um, she will keep it until I see her. Maybe maybe in the, the, as soon as the flights, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know if there is any flight now or. She will come to your country? Um, if she can. 
I mean, if there if there's if there is a flight here, she but can she, come. But she's an American citizen now, right? Yes, she is. But it doesn't matter. She could come. Yeah, she can. Yeah. Okay, Rati put the information okay. on the chat board, so you do that. Oh yeah, I see it now. Okay, thank you, Gurmaraj. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, this is Seven Andini. Thank you. Maybe Narmasaki should get a few copies <laughs> for some of the yeah, other. Yeah, why people. not? <laughs> the other people there, yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, I mean. And even that listening, it, it could be that difficult gift that you can't find for the person who has everything. Monday morning greetings. I know Jamuna Jaya has gotten for some friends. That's good. Okay, one more person. And then I have tons of things to do. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, hi, Bo. Good. Class, amazing. Oh, okay, great. I'm waiting so I can chant Hare Krishna in your country. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, we can go now. I, I always look on the list so I have a good idea of all the people that are there. So I, I know who's there. So you don't always have to say hello, but it, it kind of creates the community that I like to speak to. I know the people, the audience. So, okay. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Oh, Catalina. Okay. You're driving someplace? Yes, yes. That's why I couldn't speak before. Sorry for that. But thank you very much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Good that you're Thank on. you. Thank you. Thank you.